Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy, episode 19. Our goal is to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. Jack Kellogg established a business in Delano in the early 1980s. Now he's playing a part in its future. He's passionate about Delano, downtown, and Wichita. He's our guest this week on the podcast. But first, a couple of thoughts about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Human resource professionals are key to the success of a company. This week, we offer profiles of the 23 people who are receiving HR professionals awards at a luncheon coming up on Tuesday. They have a difficult job, and we are pleased to be able to recognize them. We also announce the finalists and the Best Places to Work Awards, those 40 companies whose employees determine their Best Places to Work scores. They're listed on page 3. Which credit union's the biggest? This week's Top 25 list credit unions ranked by total assets, page 28. Want to find out who's filed a new lawsuit or who's made a real estate deal or owes federal or state taxes? We have that information every week in our leads section. This week it's on page 34. All that and much more in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal and at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal Biz Talk Podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories. Jack Kellogg got an early start in business. His Hatman Jack's Wichita Hatworks is at 607 West Douglas in Delano. He's pleased with Delano's development, and he's excited about new development in the area, including nearby Lawrence Dumont Stadium. But Jack is also concerned that too much development could overpower the aesthetics of Delano, downtown, and the river area. It is one of the most unique retail stores in the Midwest, and it's right here in Wichita. Hatman Jack's Wichita Hatworks, my guest, is the owner, Hatman Jack Kellogg. Jack, you're you're so kind, you. Bill. Thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thanks. How thanks about for you? spending some time with us. Looking forward really to it. Really appreciate it. Thank you. For those who don't know much about Hatman Jack and the Hatworks, tell us about how you got started the logo says 1976, but you're a Wichita guy. You grew up here, right? I did, and I actually started working for an old guy at 15, bought him out at 17, and have continued to do it ever since. So what was it before you bought it? It was just a dry cleaners, and oh, okay. he had one, and he cleaned hats. And I always needed his services, came in, and he eventually sold it to me after a few years. Where did that drive to be a business owner come from? Really, it was pure happenstance. And if it hadn't have been for a few choice movies that came out that were big hat movies, I probably would have dropped it and, and been bucking rivets at Boeing ever no since. No kidding. Well, actually, it was a passion for me, and it just started making a living for me. And early on, of course, I had a few other jobs to keep the thing going and develop the capital. How did you learn to... Um, mold hats and make hats and you've got the forms and everything like that did you have to serve an apprenticeship of some sort or how did you learn all that you could call that uh, apprenticeship uh, to what extent i could learn from the folks i bought from mm -hmm. and i met an old man a greek gentleman in hutchinson by the name of gust stringos who let me come up on weekends he was a real pro and let me look over his shoulder and the rest of it, as in anything you learn well, it is simply making mistakes. It's starting from ground up and, and learning from your mistakes. 
So what kinds of products did you have when you first first came out, first started? Very little. I cleaned hats. Then I got into Western hats. And, of course, Indiana Jones came along, as well as other products. Uh, the Urban Cowboy Bill. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, Huge. you know, I, seriously, it was a boon to my business. Right. And I had a passion for it. I was advised from the very beginning to sell the equipment to a, uh, a, a Boeing retiree <laughs> no or kidding. someone, you know, I, they, people said, how are you going to do this? Right. Uh, uh, I was able to prove different, I'm happy to say. How much time did you spend with the gentleman in Hutchinson? learning how to do what you do very little uh really uh, but the man in wichita whose name was Vern kinnister had a lot to teach what sorts of things did he actually show you about the hat business yeah well you know there's a little art and a little science to hats it has to do with people's head shapes right people's face shapes their coloring what it is they want to express it's the biggest most uh, it's the it's the biggest statement a person can make. And so, therefore, the people that are drawn to hats are usually, they usually have more personality than, a, than, the, than the, as a general rule. Well, how many employees do you have? Four, uh, seasonally, sometimes five and six. Depends also, I work uh, shows outside of the business on occasion that uh, uh, require a good deal of part-time uh, help and uh this hat business, we're exclusively bricks and mortar. We use our website to drive business our way. And, you know, it's funny because we're very service-oriented. Right. And uh, there is a time, and the time is coming soon, when we will do a shopping cart website. But, frankly, it has not affected our sales. Interesting. It's very interesting. Is it because it's such a niche, do you think? I think it's because... The service end of it is so difficult to find. That's all. Right. Knowledge. Knowledge base and passion, which every one of my employees have. You're cut out for retail or you're not. Right. Period. <laughs> Plus, another thing, too, and I'm not bragging. Well, maybe I am. You know, all you really have to sell in any business is your integrity. If you recommend something that looks stupid, you know, it's going to be immediately obvious that you have no integrity. Right. So that's all anybody has to sell, and that's my biggest piece of advice for anybody in business. All you have is your integrity. Protect it better than you would anything else, and you will. You can carry it on to uh, other jobs once you're uh, kicked out of one corporation or another. <laughs> Where did that philosophy come from? How did you come to learn that? Is that a le lesson you learned early on in business? You were 17 when you when you really started this business. That's right. Well, you know, uh, I'm not going to make it more noble than it is. The fact is, is that I quickly learned that you could, that you had to put people in the right thing, or it became quickly obvious that you weren't good at what you did. Right. So I'll just say it that way. Who are your competitors? You've got the only hat shop really in Wichita. There are other people who sell. There are other companies and businesses that sell hats. Who's really your competition, either locally or nationwide? Well, to tell you the truth, uh, online is, is great for ordering a product that you think might work. And in some cases, it does. Uh, for any problematic situations in terms of head shape or uh, other things, specifics, uh, 
there are very few places like ours in the country in the sense that we provide uh, various services that you you can't walk into hat shops to get. I'm very proud of that. We have equipment that dates back to 1890. We have uh, we have technique that dates back farther than that. And they have not invented a better way to provide the service that we provide uh, through modern equipment, computers, etc. cetera. Uh, it's old world, and I intend to keep it that way. Have you been able to to turn that to your benefit? For example, somebody buys a hat online, and it's not quite what they wanted. They want it to look different. Oh, sure. They come to you. Oh, sure. It's as long as we're in there somewhere. Right. And, you know, Bill, I uh, uh, the hat business has been very good to me, and it it's proven to be a very consistent provider of income for myself and my employees. And uh, But, you know. There are other things too that are, are, are I've been involved with too over the years that have that have helped uh, mm-hmm. uh, keep my income stream. You've had other business ventures, right? Exactly. So you know, uh, I do hats because I love hats, and I continue to. And uh, I don't have as much pressure as I used to. Let's put it that way. Right. Since 1976, you talked about a consistency, and you've had your business that long, and it's provided you a good income. Have there been hills and valleys in that 40-plus-year time uh, where, you know, the economy's down or maybe Wichita's economy is down because of aviation? Have you had to ride those waves and troughs too? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, uh, lots of factors. Uh, the economy being probably the chief. Uh, politics plays an interesting role in this town, too, uh, I think. Uh, I just remember uh, the uh, 2012 uh, election, wasn't it? 2008? 2012 mm-hmm. election. Uh, uh, the bottom dropped out for two to three months, uh, and I'm not going to weigh in as to why, other than maybe South Central Kansas happens to be a bit more conservative than right. most. I've, yeah, it comes and goes. And, you know, this business is a wonderful thing in a way. There's so many changes that come our way. Mm-hmm. It, it, it keeps you nimble. If you're not nimble, you fail. Right. It's that simple. And I find that kind of refreshing. Not that I want to fail. Right. But you know what I mean? It's, sure. It's, a, it's refreshing. And it's, you, you, it doesn't let your pride get to you right. for very long. Right. This is the way I see it. Well, and you have to be nimble in that you have to ride those hills and valleys That's of right. the economy. And if you're going to have a business around very long, mm-hmm. uh, you have to change. You have to adapt and things like that. So people appreciate the old-fashioned touch. You know, it's come full circle, you know, uh, to me. I never forget when I first got in the business and all my friends were graduating from college and getting great corporate jobs. And as they were let loose or moved on, they started coming kind of back around to me and saying, you know, you weren't so damn dumb after all. (laughs) (laughs) Got uh, kind of a good thing going there with that hat business. Well, you know, like I said, it, uh, it's, you know, people drive. It's some people are attracted to, uh, the money over all else. Uh, I want to. I want to always make a good living. But you know, the people in this trade are what drives me, frankly. And I love history. Mm-hmm. And the people I, that walk across that counter that I get to talk to about my other interests. It's 
beautiful. Who the, are those folks who are buying hats and wearing hats? Well, it, it just runs the gamut as far as demographics and age groups, but I'm really happy to say that the hipsters are coming in. Really? Oh, yeah, they're really digging hats. Now, what do they buy? Oh, they're buying retro stuff, whether it's conservative Western or just plain fedoras, uh, stuff that uh, really harkens back to uh, to an era. It, it, it they, they get the statement a hat makes. It's cool. You know, I'm talking about the... Uh, uh, in terms of the guys, for instance, the, uh, well, some people refer to them as, as lumber sexuals, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the cats with the big beards, right, you yeah. know, which is a, a swell look, right. but it's just, you know, it's that weight a hat provides too. Right. the weight with a beard. It just, it, we have these little heads on top of these broad shoulders and it's kind of odd without a hat <laughs> right. is the way I see it. I know when I was there this week. A judge came in right after me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about who, who the rest of your clientele is generally. It's it's everywhere from, you know, stove-up rodeo cowboys or young bull riders mm-hmm. to patrician women looking for a hat for Kentucky Derby. And that's the beauty of it anyway. Plus, uh, the driver of my business is sun protection, mm-hmm, truly. Right. You know, uh, I'm probably recommended by most of the dermatologists here, thankfully. And we take it very seriously. We don't let you walk out without the right hat because of the sun protection. It's huge. You know, um, in fact, you need a good hat. Absolutely. That's right. Redhead, fair skin. You bet. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I will be by again. I recognize the type. (laughs) Was the the dry cleaning store, has your store always been there in Delano? No, I started out at Manisa Cleaners near North High School okay. where I graduated. No, I moved to Delano in 1981, okay. kind of an early stakeholder. Right. You know, my family, of course, have, who's been here since 1876 in Sedgwick County, started a business over there in 1921, three blocks from my store. Okay. So uh, I'm fourth, fifth generation Kansan, uh, early stakeholder in Delano, and that's when this was the the rotting industrial corridor right. over there. This is when we all got together and decided to call it Delano. We put together a Delano revitalization plan, changed the design guidelines, the zoning, and a new overlay to try to help improve that neighborhood. We were instrumental in walking through that whole revitalization plan. And in 2000, well, 17, 18 years ago, when they put in the clock tower, right, $9 million dollars. Uh, 90% of it was infrastructure, sewer, streets. The rest of it, there's a little fun stuff thrown in, like that beautiful clock tower that Stephen Perry designed. And we were this close to losing it. If it hadn't been for Bill Gale, who was right on it, Bill went to work, and we got it put together. There's a lot going on in Delano right now, Mm -hmm. and I take it very seriously as a stakeholder. I want vision i want to see vision you know first we called a river west and then we said this is crazy this is delano this was a separate town right this was where the citizens of wichita looked across the river and said i don't want to go there <laughs> right this you know the cow town it's, the saloons oh, it's and edgy houses it's, of ill repute and, and you know that edge is very important you bet to what we do now and it I love the new stakeholders in Delano. I, I'm going off your page here, but <laughs> let me tell you, you know, you've got some really good restauranteurs over there that 
are making a difference. Right. You know, I'm on the uh, Delano Advisory Committee, of right. course, for the new Lawrence Dumont Stadium project. Right. There are a lot of things going on that uh, uh, I'm viewing very seriously because I love the area so much and I want so badly to see the vision that put things together right. in this town that people have been proud of ever since. Right. Do you feel like that uh, the proposal, there are several proposals, actually. We have River Vista that's going up now. Correct. We have uh, the Kansas City developers who are going to be filling in some things. In the Catalyst site, Exactly. Correct. And we have the uh, Lawrence Dumont Stadium uh, renovation, things like that. $29, ex- $29 million, uh, Right. Are you excited about all those plans? Oh, yes. It's wonderful. Who wouldn't be? Who wants to bring? You know, when I first got in this business in Delano, People would call me up on the phone, older people, and I'd say, they'd say, where are you located? And I'd say, I'm across the river, across the bridge in Delano, and they'd say, oh, <laughs> over there. It, for generations, people thought, oh, my God, that's the place where the crazy stuff was right. going on. Right. Uh, but, yes, the area now, the, the huge renovation for LD Stadium, Lawrence Dumont, uh, is, uh, is a huge deal. But there's some things that we have to really keep in mind in my opinion, if I could share a few sure, of those absolutely. things with you. Wish you would. First of all, Lawrence Dumont Stadium parking lot has been a staging ground for many things in this town for lots and lots of years. And I'm talking about the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Now, in this advisory committee, we're putting together proposals for parking garages and things like that, which is good. But we need to know specifically how that lot has fed Century 2, Trust Bank, plus even the businesses along Douglas Avenue. Right. The only reason that we were able to be successful in Delano as merchants, any of us, was because after the after we changed the streetscape, we lost a number of parking places. Right. And it was for a good reason. It was for aesthetics. But I can't tell you how many people that run businesses along Douglas park at Lawrence Dumont Stadium right. so that their customers can use the parking that's available. These things are important, I think. I don't want to ever lose sight of it. One more thing, too, uh, and I'm kind of pushing this thought, and, and hopefully next meeting of the advisory committee will have answers to things like, what's the new traffic count along Douglas Avenue? Very important, mm-hmm. okay? Uh Number two, how many parking places do we have in, in LD, and what's the significance of those parking places? Right. Um, I see people that have invested a great deal of money over there. You take the Monarch, for instance, right. mm-hmm. which is a, you know, it's a wonderful anchor to the neighborhood. Picasso Pizza, Sakura Japanese Restaurant. These people have learned to operate and done so well, but it's so dependent on a few things. Right. And I just don't, I want to make sure that we have vision in regard to that. And there's one more thing, if I may add. Mm -hmm. I think that riverfront property in Wichita, for many years up till recently, was highly coveted. It was protected. It It was adored. Right. I want to see that we retain the vision or achieve the vision to make sure that that riverbank is provided that it that it's not obfuscated right. that you can see it that the citizens of Wichita can engage with it right you know it's like that beautiful 
pedestrian bridge that goes to the keeper at the plains. Do you know how many people love that? Right. You know, and and I'm not. I'm very pro development. Don't get me wrong. But let's think about aesthetics. Let's think about. Let's have a vision. Let's have a vision like we used to have a vision. How about that? Right. Let's do some beautiful things. Let's talk to those people who have come up with these ideas that make that river. It's a lifeline. Let's miss make it happen. Strike a balance between a commerce balance. and aesthetics. And, uh, well, sure. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'm all pro development. I just I want to see us covet that ground and right. do like and do beautiful things. Same per century too. What's coming up in the future for you and for the Hatworks? Um, I I will be going online. Uh, you know, as okay. much as I tell you I don't need it, uh, <laughs> I, I certainly do need it. Mm-hmm. I will need it. And uh, that's that's my next plan. I've engaged a, a, a company to help me with that process. It's kind of slow going. I'm a little kicking and screaming, but it's not too bad. <laughs> you know, I kind of like... Uh, You're a traditional guy. Well, I understand where the world goes. Right. And, uh, and I think I found a, a way to sell my product better than websites traditionally can because of what we have to offer sure that's all so uh, uh, that's what that's the direction i'm going with that um, uh, you know i have uh, some rental uh, properties and 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 that's going greater than ever uh, it's gentrified i love the neighborhood right. who wouldn't right you know so those prices inch up and that's good as we wrap up yep. i'm going to ask you to okay. name drop a little bit for me mm-hmm. Who are some of the folks who have been in Hatman Jacks, who have bought hats, and we've probably seen them on stage and in lots of different places? Name drop for me a little bit. Who have been your customers? Uh, Luciano Pavarotti did a beautiful hat for him. Uh, um, Alan Jackson, Merle Haggard, Riders in the Sky, a lot of acts like that. We've mm-hmm. done lots of movies over the past, but I don't really push them. So, but over the past, you know, Quick and the Dead. Uh, Letters from a Wayward Son, Spanish Gulch, over the years, series on television. Right. Uh, They find me. I don't necessarily find them. (laughs) Right. I don't know why. I just, I'm very comfortable with where I'm at. Well, it's a success uh, since 1976, still going strong. Jack Kellogg, thanks very much for being here on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And best of luck in the future as well. Appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. Jack's an interesting guy with an interesting business, and he's more than willing to visit. Just go by his shop and say hi. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest. Well, that's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. It's a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter and to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.